0: And get these my
1: dad. Okay. they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care it is. Yeah. Either way.
2: give you america itself this is ed mcmahon and now here's armstrong and getty
3: live from studio c sir, sir, sir. C, a dimly lit room Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound, and hey, everybody! Today on a Tuesday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. I don't know, ladies' choice. Anybody uh, got a nominee? <clears <clears <throat> hmm. Hmm. Oh. Did you see Trump's tweet? Oh. It's a witch hunt. Is that <laughs> a witch hunt? Is that yeah. all it says? Yeah, yeah. witch hunt. All right. capitals. I think a single exclamation point. Right. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it doesn't. Like
2: I'm in. Do you need a license for that? Trump witches. So you're telling me his tweet is two words. Exclamation point. With an exclamation right. point. Right. All caps. Right. Witch hunt! Right. Or is it one word? A compound word. Witch hunt! Well, Witch hunt either back way. Up. Yeah. But
3: that, that's all yeah. he says. Mm. Yep. That's, that's mm. that. Yeah, And right. do we know what he's talking about? Well, he's talking Not about a, the ongoing investigation probe. into yeah. Russia pro-
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Witch hunt! Any, collusion! Any, any yeah. particular aspect of it? I'm actually looking at it now.
2: Nobody with any sense. <laughs> nobody but MSNBC <laughs> is still trotting out the collusion yeah, thing. Or, or but, you know, the, the HuffPo. Uh, Their
3: metaphor, witch hunt!
0: <laughs> there you go. Witches. Very good.
3: Old <laughs> There's Man- one! <laughs> old Manafort's going to be in prison the rest of his life. Because he's, he's a witch? He's been a crook his whole life. <laughs> For witchery! <laughs> you, you spend your whole life as a crook, you might end up in jail. The yeah. rest way. of
2: his life, you think? But well, well, it's mostly tax evasion and stuff, right.
3: isn't it? Huge amounts of money. It'll be yeah. enough to be a he's, decade or more, and he's 70 years old. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I always yeah. forget how old yeah. he is because yeah. yeah.
2: he dyes his hair. Yeah. So yeah. Sorry, Paul. I, it's, I, it, as if you don't have enough problems, I've outed
3: you. So if he knows anything, if he does know anything, he certainly might willing be willing to flip since he will die in prison
2: or with be, the charges he's got against him. Or because he's completely amoral, he might flip, though he has nothing. He'll make stuff up. There's some
3: belief that if he did flip the kind of people, the Russian end of it, they'd uh-huh. kill him.
2: So, I mean, you got. Ooh, wow. Yeah. He's sitting there in prison and some uh, guy from the, down the cell block says, look, I got these Twinkies, which would like to have one of them. <laughs> yeah. And before he knows it, he's got yep. a belly full of polonium. So you're facing the yeah. rest of your life in jail which you've been
3: living, you know, he's doing the $10,000 suits and pretty fancy lifestyle, dying in prison probably doesn't sound that pleasurable. The president could pardon you, perhaps. a oh boy. Or if you flip to stay out of jail, the Russians will murder you. Uh, That's your Well, that's one of the reasons you don't want to get into a life of crime, kids. You end up with these tough decisions. (laughs) Yeah, what are you trying to whip up sympathy for Paul? I'm (laughs) I'm not. Stop it. I'm not. I have no sympathy for him. Listen to Jack. I thought he was a crook the first time I ever laid eyes on him. Well, he looks like a cartoon villain. Yeah. Well, it turns out he is. He's a real villain. Right. Uh, let's kick off the show by introducing everybody in the squad. There's board operator Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael?
0: I'm all right. Don't have too much to say, but I'd like to do a little public service. Just a reminder to people that we are still taking tips on the Natalie Woods uh, possible murders. So, <laughs> armstrongandgetty.com.
3: Yes, we Thank do. You. We do own armstrongandgetty.com yes, yeah. now. We had to pay very large sum to get it. We were willing to go three figures. Mm-hmm. When the, guy realized, low three. when the guy realized we were willing to go le- low three figures, he just gave it to us because he, he felt sad for us, actually. Oh, well, a lot of people do. <laughs> so now we have Armstrong and Getty.com. And just yeah. a
0: reminder, you can remain anonymous. Exactly.
2: <laughs> With <laughs> your
0: Natalie Wood
3: out.
2: Thank <laughs> you. have got thousands, Michael. We need you to go through them, by the way.
0: There is uh, Positive
3: Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. I was delighted to learn of the return of my favorite TV show from actually two years ago. It took a full year off in, in between uh, Atlanta coming back this Thursday. It was uh, the, the best show on TV when it originally aired. It uh, took a month off because the creator of it uh, was making some movies. He had to go play in some Star Wars stuff. Uh, but now it's back and it's airing on Thursday, and I'm uh, really excited. Going yeah, to check that one. out. I remember all the buzz about that. I didn't realize it had gone away. Was why I, I hadn't heard any buzz. I like that. That needs to happen more often. You know what? I'm busy, or I don't have a good. I don't have a good idea right now. Let's just wait until I have something good, right? As opposed to we'll bring in a baby and crank out some more shows.
2: Well, the idea <laughs> of we'll just crank them out till you're exhausted, right? Without, well, they they take little breaks, you know, during the quote unquote off season. But yeah, why not? Yeah, we'll try it out. We'll see you in a couple of years we can get the cast together if not meh. or you can be dancing with the stars you do five seasons per
3: year no matter <laughs> who you can get to dance right uh there's marshall phillips who does our news every day how are you
0: marshall i just want to encourage everyone to gather up the family gather up the kids head over to ihop this is not a commercial it is national pancake day I hop. Wow, we're seven, going for pancakes today, not to IHOP. I hop from seven this morning until seven at night, Give you a free short stack. They're asking for charitable contributions, and I got to tell you, Shriners Hospital for Children gets a lot of those contributions. Ah, yes. And over the years, I've had some uh, personal contact with the Shriners people, and they are really great
2: people. That was, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Oh, it's a terrific cause. Yeah. Plus,
3: eating as many pancakes as you can is just a good idea. Of
2: course, yes. right,
3: right. Of course, mm-hmm. I think any doctor would tell you. Eat until you can't, Until you, it's painful. You can't eat anymore. You're afraid you'll throw up. Well, and anybody would tell you that, especially especially if you're over the age
2: of 30. Right. It
3: it's just smart. Well, it, it
2: virtually assures that you will not starve to death. So what doctor could be against that?
0: Sure, with lots of butter, lots of syrup Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Yum. Needless
2: to say. Mm-hmm. Pancakes, eggs, etc. Yes, that man. kind of a play on words? Oh, I get it.
3: <laughs> I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is How Did It Get To Be? Tuesday, February 27th, the year 2018. We're setting you straight in 21-8. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve those program.
2: All right, here we go. Here's the show beginning at, uh, according to FCC rules or eggs, at
1: Mark. My personal belief is that we don't need more gun control. We need more idiot control.
3: There you go, more idiot control. Ah, was
1: that the
2: pithy man from Louisiana, John Kennedy? It is.
3: Who heard, I heard him recently say, he said, I got advice long time ago. Just be yourself. Unless you suck, then don't be yourself. (laughs) Good advice. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like a 75-year-old man, which makes it extra funny.
0: Just be yourself unless you suck. Uh, What are other headlines, Marshall? Gun control front and center in Congress and the White House. Soaring homeless populations and street-related poo problems cutting into West Coast tourism. And why today's kids... Have trouble holding a pencil or a pen. They're losing their manual dexterity. Oh no! Grip strength coming up. Six thirty-five. Armstrong and Giddy of grip strength. Isn't that the name of the president who just snubbed our, the president of
2: Mexico, Manuel Dexterity? Yeah. Just right. had that uncomfortable talk with <laughs> the, uh, the phone with conversation. Trump? Yeah. Yeah. How does the bag of mail look? Oh, it's 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 fantastic. It's bursting with uh, with goodness. Awesome. Um, utilizing
3: the brand new email address. Very exciting. Trump said a lot of interesting stuff yesterday in front of those governors. I want to play some of that. Really interesting stuff. Um, about the NRA, about cowardice, about all kinds of things. Hope you can stick around. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
2: The
3: conscience
2: of the nation.
3: tv i'm excited about this new book bachelor nation inside the world of america's favorite guilty pleasure oh wait a minute behind the scenes of the bachelor wow I'm is all... the author
2: making the rounds i think so i'm already
3: liking some of it he gives he carries around a, a pocket full of hundred dollar bills and gives hundred dollars to the producers for various things if you can get you i guess they like different producers handle different women and stuff like that of the bachelor's the girls trying to get the bachelor's attention vice versa he carries around on these hundred dollars bills. If you can get him to cry, he'll give you a hundred dollars. Wow! Oh, give me, give me one minute. <laughs> if you can catch him throwing up, you get a hundred dollars.
2: Oh. <gasps> wow!
0: <laughs> God, Fantastic. America
2: needs this book desperately. <laughs> I, can't, I want to know. I want to read the whole thing cover to cover twice. And I don't even watch the show.
3: Yeah, I'm behind. The uh, the show. Are you? The, the short-haired girl that ran away from home to be on the bachelor and that was discovered that she wasn't a missing person she was on the bachelor mm. that's where i uh,
2: am on the show uh-huh. and caught up to that and they got a gay fella choosing between the women this time well not officially but he yeah mm. 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 is your gay alarm going off
3: yeah but my gaydar's no better than anybody else's not yeah. very good
2: well all right then mailbag mm-hmm. 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 I run around with a stack of $100 bills as well. If anybody can write an email that makes me laugh, I hand it to them. They disclose something really embarrassing about their personal life. Again, Ben Franklin changes hands. Ah, boy. Ian from Tijuana weighing in once again. We already have a, uh, an international show. A border straddling show. About a month before my uncle died, he covered his back with grease. He went downhill fast. Wow. Yeah. That's, uh, I believe that tale to be apocryphal. Wow. A couple of, uh, final Olympic-related notes. First of all, here's Brian in Minnesota. Guys, I've gone to this joint a couple of times. Really fun to have beer and watch the curling teams play from your table. It's the Crooked Pint in Chaska, Minnesota. Chaska? Which is the gateway to Eden Prairie, which is the gateway to Minnetonka, which is the gateway to Edina? which is the gateway to Minneapolis. There you go. Yeah, but yeah, it's a bar. You sit there and look. They got a big old uh, curl. It's hard to see. but I would love that. Big uh, curling center there, so you can watch the curlers curl. I like bar games. I like pool. I like darts. I like shuffleboard. Sure. Next up. Go take a man. They've had the ice for three games in a row. they got to be pretty good, but you're just liquored up enough to think you can take them.
3: It's an all-excuse to convince yourself that you're not just sitting there drinking
2: your life away. Ah. Winner stays, challenger pays. Come on, next up. Exactly. Right? Uh, nice note from Brian in Ohio. I made this observation to you years ago after an Olympic closing, and I'm going to say it again. Well, Brian, we both have the memory of 140-year-olds, so you can, you can know you can reuse the same material once a week if you want. But uh, Brian says, I'm going to say it again. I find it amazing that the European dude that is head of the Olympics will address the largest gathering of people from around the globe in accented English. Yet I need to select that language on an ATM in Ohio. No freaking kidding. K-P-O-F-E, keep pressing one for English.
3: Uh, Well, as I've said throughout my life, a little bit of me dies every time I have to do that. Barack Obama said the same thing, by the way. Yeah, he did. Back in the day.
2: And I tell you what, you you banks, you businesses, you whomever, if you want to offer people press uh, uno for, for Spanish, that's fine. But if you make me select English, I hate you a little bit in that moment. Just so you know. Now the constructive criticism portion of Mailbag. First initial A. Ugh! A&G's first guest was this, was some jihadist who was swooning over his favorite vacation spots in Muhammad Land, And the next guest was Carla the Libtar Dyke from Politico going into orgasm over women's marches. Is Sean the annoying metrosexual fag booking A&G's guests again?
3: Wow, that is a... Uh, why, why? What do you get out of the show that you like? What Can do you I, like about listening? Can't imagine. Yeah, I can't either. I don't know. Uh, let's see. That's funny. After the show, we both uh, we we all agreed those were both great guests. We need to have on more often. So,
2: there's your that's well, how we felt about it. So I'm uh, misguided. You are. Here's a little hint, by the way. I actually tweeted about this last night. Uh, y'all who send that sort of email, when I get done reading them, I don't think, oh my god, what what should we do? No, I'm thinking about you. <laughs> I'm thinking about wow, what kind of unhappy twistoid nutbag is that? I mean, I appreciate it. It's like a a trip to the human zoo. But if you think you're like sitting straight or something, eh, go ahead.
3: Just reminds me, I sent an email when I was angry last
2: night. Mm, You didn't see my tweet. I wrote, you write it. How did I describe it? Uh, A smug little pissant troll. I wrote my reply. Then instead of hitting send, I hit delete. I was cleansed. I wrote an email. I reread it many times to make mm. sure I wasn't
3: because I was angry. Okay. Made sure I wasn't. I don't think I was. I'll have to relook at it this morning. Mm. hope I don't look at it this morning. cuz like, ooh. And the later in the day it is because I think I sent it at like 945. Uh-oh. The later in the day, <laughs> you know, people can assign all kinds of things to that. Reading it today. You know what? I don't even think I've ever really
2: met that person's mother.
3: <laughs> no, I mean, if you get an email from somebody and they seem angry and it's like 10 o'clock at night, right. you think, all
2: right. Mm. It's got to be a sliding scale. <laughs> They've had a couple of drinks. or They're they're winding down at the end of a long day. It's just, I can't even work up anger after a couple of drinks at the end of a long day. But, you know, I don't know your circumstance. Uh, let's see. I never have a couple of drinks. so ah. not, If I'd have had a couple of drinks, I probably would have let it go. Right. Um, a quote. This is from uh, Carrie in Birmingham, Alabama. We already have a national show. Thanks, Carrie. Uh, a quote I just saw about the horrible situation in Florida. Last month we were locking up detergent from these kids. Now we should listen to them on gun control. What a time to be alive! Ah, uh, there's an interesting back and forth on that. Uh, we'll have to get to that later. Um.
3: Uh, the the crowd that doesn't agree with the kids. Uh, thinks the media is not being fair in their handling of them. So
2: we'll get into that later. Okay. Interesting. You can uh, be a referee on that. Uh, Continuing on with the constructive criticism. Uh, First of all, uh, the Swiss cheese model is Jim's theme. Yes, enforce the gun laws we already have. As anyone who's ever worked in industrial safety knows, safety controls are like slices of Swiss cheese. Every now and then the holes line up and some bad news gets through. Yes, close the holes in the slices we already have. That's a good point. It's one of those things. That there wasn't one factor that caused the problem. There are two or three contributing factors. The holes lined up. That's a good metaphor. And if you're a real stickler for the little things, the holes never line up. Uh, right, right. However, this is also why we implement redundant controls when the consequences are too high. I would say the death of schoolchildren is too high a consequence. Armed guards, yes. Armed teachers, why not? But there was an armed sheriff at the school and he failed. He's a hole in the cheese. He's a cheese hole. But how we, how about we do something about the guns too? We can do both. Then he says, by the way, I've been a big fan for well over a decade. I'm also a gun owner. I'm not very impressed by your discussions on this particular issue though. Well, thank you for that useful and constructive criticism. We have once again failed to uh, please all of the people all of the time in a way that you have done nothing to point out specifically what you're talking about. So we'll just uniformly be better, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that incredibly vague and high-handed lecture. I don't like your email! Well, I really like the first two-thirds of it. But the last third sucked! Uh, Oh, boy. Moving along. See, it's not late in the evening, and I haven't had a couple of drinks. There you go. (sighs) You know what? This is a Jeff from Walnut Creek. Uh, nice feller. Pleased to announce I've hit my one-year anniversary as a fag. Congratulations, Jeff. We have a bottle opener for you. Armstrong and Getty bottle opener on the way. Or if you'd prefer the fly uh, I'm one lucky guy. Oh, I'm sorry. More importantly, my wife has now declared herself as an official fag. That's fabulous. Friend of Armstrong and Getty. I'm one lucky guy. Please keep up the good work in the fight to maintain a voice of logic and sanity during these crazy times of emotional thinking. I'm doing my best to stomp out this cancer by bringing to my kids and my kids' friends the concept of emotional thinking. Now it blinds one's mind to learning and discovery. Keep up the good fight. And then he said he really, really wants us to post um, a list of um, books that rank among our favorites. The only way that's possibly going to happen is if Hanson, the executive producer, badgers us regularly, because I have the memory of a 140-year-old, and I'll sit here and think, I can think of one book I liked, and then I'll go home and I'll page through my shelf, because I mostly read real books, and then go through my Kindle and the rest of it, and I'll crank out a, a list, a complete list, and Jack will do the same, but it's going to take many days till we remember and or find the time, but a lot of people ask for that, so maybe we'll do that.
3: You know what I hate about the ebooks? I read almost exclusively electronic books. hmm So I highlight stuff. At some point, if you haven't accessed the book in a long time, it gets uh, saved to the archive, and all your highlights go away. Oh, no! And that really sucks. Why would that be? I don't know, but it's, it's awful. You read a 900-page nonfiction book, and you highlight your favorite parts of it, and right. then it's gone. Which is really, you know... Almost enough to push me back into paper books. It won't. But You could
2: copy and paste those sections into a file that you never look at. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's hilarious.
3: A f- it's a few clicks. Um, so Marshall's News on the way. Trump said some interesting stuff. Wow. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Interesting times, and a lot of it because Donald Trump, listened to him talk yesterday, and he, he's just a different cat in that it's not on his mind what the usual political battle lines are. He just doesn't care. Right. He, he's he, hes a combination of unaware because he's been a businessman, not a politician his whole life, and he doesn't care. He just doesn't care. And some of the things he said yesterday on mental illness, guns, that sort of thing, you, you wouldn't normally hear. Out like of the same, you. I'm sorry, go ahead. Out of the same person.
2: It's like a guy who wanders into the middle of the Game of Thrones and just says, Who are those guys in a fur? What the hell is that all about? Right. He doesn't know the alliances and the the, the, the debts owed and the is, you dare not. Which is an advantage, I think. I, I, well, America was dying for it, I think. You Don't know, it's think. funny. I listened to him talking to governors, uh, the governors yesterday about guns and other things. And yeah. There are a couple of things he said that I thought were idiotic, and a couple of things I thought that is exactly why he got elected. Because he just answered them like a real person and didn't do the kabuki theater. Right. Let's get the news now, Marshall Phillips.
3: Oh,
0: you're talking about President Trump. He's going to be meeting with congressional leaders tomorrow. And yesterday, he did sit down with the nation's governors, where Trump, in part, went after the sheriff's deputies who didn't move against the shooter at that Florida
1: high school. The way they performed was, frankly, disgusting. They were listening to what was going on. The one in particular, he was then... He was early then you had three others that probably a similar deal a little bit later but a similar kind of a thing you know I really believe you don't know until you test it but I think I I really believe I'd run in there even if I didn't have a weapon and I think most of the people in this room would have done that too because I know most of you but the way they performed was was really a disgrace
3: now I've heard that um, characterized in the last 24 hours. You know why? Because if you characterize it, it makes him sound like kind of a crazy person. Right. But the way he said it there it sounds perfectly reasonable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't know until you're tested, but I got to believe I'd go in there even if I didn't have
2: a gun,
0: which He's I think... talking
2: a... about listening to children being murdered.
3: Which I right. think a lot
2: of us think. Right. Or pray we would or hope we would, sure. Yeah.
0: President Trump also vowing... To
2: Although turn... I tell you what, I blasted Barack Obama for <laughs> prematurely saying all we know is the police acted stupidly. And the one in, uh, infamous incident with the uh, the professor and the beer summit and the rest of it. Right. So uh, let's wait to figure out what happened. Those three later arriving guys, I've heard, like, a sentence about that. Don't, I don't think many facts no, are known.
3: Don't know that story. The so first, let's not rush to judgment. The first guy, I think it's
2: pretty clear-cut. Um, his lawyer claims that he thought the gunfire was outside at the At this right. point, having yes. thought right. about how to get out of this problem. And having resigned immediately and gone into hiding. Right. right. Yeah.
0: Uh, President Trump also is vowing to turn grief into action after the
1: mass shooting at the high school in South Florida. It happens. A week goes by. Let's keep talking. Another week goes by. We keep talking. Two months go by. All of a sudden, everybody's off to the next subject. Yep, that's what happens. That's a pretty good description. Yep. Yep. Trump also coming out in favor of the NRA, or at least saying, you know, we need to work with the NRA. They're not bad people. These guys are great patriots. They're great people. And they want to do something. They're going to do something. They're going to do it, I think, quickly. I think they want to see it. So anyway, it was a wide-ranging
0: discussion with the governors yesterday. We have a a
3: much longer version of that NRA thing that's pretty
2: interesting. We'll get to that later. And a quick note on the NRA. I wanted to bring this up. So you got... uh... So the NRA tweeted something, and they used a gif from the show uh, Parks and Rec with Amy Poehler, blah, 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 saying thank you. Um, So several people from the show tweeted their anger at that using the same language. Both Poehler and comedian Nick Offerman, who I'm a big fan of, both used the same phrase. Um, Blah, 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 our good-hearted show represent the opposite of your pro-slaughter agenda. Wow. And then Nick Offerman said the NRA has a pro- pro-slaughter agenda. Wow. We're trying to line up an uh, editorial writer who's uh, is, uh, what's he, he's positing this morning in the Washington Post is that we live in an era where everybody goes to thermonuclear rhetorical weapons as their opening gambit. Yeah. And how incredibly unhelpful that is. And I think that's a good example. The idea that the people of the NRA have a pro-slaughter agenda. What have you done? Do you think Nick Offerman, because I I think very highly of you and and your talents. Do you think anybody, a member or or an executive in the NRA, hears that and thinks, Wow, it's time to reassess what we think. No, of course not. You're not helping. Well, and some of the NRA
3: folks... Said some pretty over the top stuff at CPAC right. the other day about the motivations of the people who, uh, they don't care about kids getting slaughtered. All they care about is you can't say that.
2: Yeah. I mean, that that's crazy. Yeah. And Donna Leish, Donna, or what's her name, Leish Loshlash, um, talking about how the cable news loves a mass slaughter, they love a school yeah, shooting. You can't say that. You know, I get what you're driving at, but again, you went thermonuclear when you could have made the point in a lot more subtle and helpful way. Right. But You know, subtlety and helpfulness are not exactly the, uh, you know, the most common things you see these days.
3: That was our original air name, subtlety and uh, helpfulness. (laughs) Yeah, we we did a really positive show. We were like the two chipmunks. You ever see that cartoon? After you. No, after you. No, after you. (laughs) (laughs) you. Mm.
0: (laughs) Indutably. No ratings.
3: No ratings. (laughs) No, it failed.
0: Tourism officials are blaming homelessness for a lower than anticipated number of visitors to San Francisco. Well, that surprises me because I've been hearing
2: for, for years and years and years. Tourists and others saying scary, dirty, unpleasant will never go again. And when we brought it up, people would say, oh, you're stupid, angry conservative types. Listen to them. They just hate diversity or the homeless or something. Or you can so, go, yeah, this comes as a real shock. Or you can go to New
3: York City on vacation. Now, I haven't for a while. Maybe it's changed. But the last time I was there, we did the whole, you know, go to a Broadway show, all uh, that sort of stuff. Uh, I didn't see one single homeless person the whole time I was there. You go to San Francisco and do all the tur- tourist stuff, you're going to step in human poo and have somebody get in
2: your face. Almost guaranteed. You just hope your needle puncture wound isn't infected by the poo you just stepped in. <laughs>
0: or that the guy that gets in your face doesn't actually right. want to fight you. Yeah. hotel survey show the number one complaint is the city's homelessness and related street hygiene issues. They mean poo. Oh. Street hygiene yes. Yes, issues. Yes, Sean, poo is a sickener. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Yeah, most kids are really great at swiping the screen of a smartphone or a tablet, but many are struggling these days to even hold a pencil. This is not a joke. According to British doctors, children use technology so much that their hand muscles are not developing properly. In fact, kids are entering school with less hand strength and dexterity than just 10 years ago. Wow,
2: we're evolving to have squinty little eyes and fins. It's obvious.
0: Well, what to do? Experts are saying parents can help by encouraging their kids to play with blocks, with crayons, stickers, or pull toys. Use their hands more. And when you break out the iPad, parents should choose apps that use creative drawing and play. Well, maybe we're, just maybe, maybe
3: we're not going to need any hand strength in the future. And, yeah. in the future, kids might not do any writing whatsoever. You'll kids. just swipe with your fin, or yeah. you'll talk into something. Kids are also probably really bad at operating a horse and buggy too. There's, <laughs> there's times that you know <laughs> that technology way, that, gets that left was sarcasm. In the past. That was sarcasm. You're not going to have the strength to hand crank your car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think a lot of these things are missing the point that they, children are being molded for the environment that they will be in. There's going to be a lot more digital manipulating of computer interfaces.
2: Yeah, and then you hand them a pencil and it falls out of their weak and say, hand. Yes. And they say, what do I do with this stick? Where do I plug it in? Oh, great, great. Come on in, China. We can't even hold a pencil, never mind an M16. Oh
0: God. And positive Sean is in favor of that. We can strength for our nation's children. Yeah, China's going to take us over with ballpoint pens. <laughs> That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips of the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscious of the nation. Conscience of the Nation, that's right It Someone... sounds
2: like you're saying the Conscious of the Nation We got an email about that Are you saying Conscience or Conscious? I'm doing what I'm doing <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing There's no
3: arguing with that Fair enough Fantastic uh, Man, we, uh, we got something great Coming up at 7.04 If you didn't hear the Laura Logan interview Really good stuff Things are as ugly in Syria as they've been in the seven-year civil war. And how that whole thing is turning out. While while the world ignores it, by the way. And cheer your affair. Like the worst blunders at job interviews. I have a list. Oh, excellent. (laughs) Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong
2: and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
0: Mexico's president canceled
3: plans for a visit to the White House after a tense phone call he had with President Trump.
0: Apparently, Trump spent the entire call pressing one and yelling, English.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Representative. (laughs) Representative.
2: That's pretty funny. (laughs) It is kind of funny. Uh, Meanwhile, back at basic training in Sean's America... I'd come out for rifle training, but I don't have the strength to zip up my pants. Where's my mommy? Where's my helicopter mommy? Or he doesn't
3: need rifle training because with his mind, he directs the (laughs) drone to uh, kill the... Yeah, pay no attention to the swarm of drones circling above you sir. The Neanderthal walking around <laughs> carrying a gun like it's the year 2010 or something. Yeah, well, we'll see. We will see. We will see. Huh? Um, so I'm going to pull back the I want to pull back the curtain here. Pulling back the curtain. <laughs>
2: Who knows what you're going to reveal when you pull back the curtain? Teet. <laughs> That's, you know what, Michael? You're too talented to work blue. I'm sorry. We're going to rerun an interview
3: from last week in a few minutes. That's I right. Thought, it was Friday, wasn't it? I thought yeah. briefly we could uh, pretend to pull it off like it was new. Most of you wouldn't know. So we, we, I heard this data the other day. Um, The audience only hears 20% of the show. Most of the audience hears 20% of the show. Right. Because and of your
2: schedule. And yeah, sure. You, have going on, your you, commute, miss,
3: you miss 80% of the four-hour show that we do, which only right. makes sense. I hear the same chunk of the radio shows I listen to. Every day, right? Because my schedule
2: doesn't change, neither does yours. And um, now, there are some who listen all four hours every day or whatever. And that is awesome. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. You're great. We love you. But we can't design the show exclusively for y'all.
3: No, you could. Well, de- could. You could make the argument that we do 90 minutes of show and then just, you know, repeat it.
2: I, I would like to make that argument right now. <laughs> Every day. Yes. And pay, uh, pay ve- stay the same? Ve- pay would stay the same. I'm down. <laughs> Very few people would... Uh, I'm seeing a
3: lot of yay votes. <laughs> Very few people would end up hearing it twice, and it would work just fine. And you yeah. can keep the quality higher, in theory. Mm. But by- <laughs> mm. We've tried a lot of things to get the quality higher, Jack. <laughs> in theory, you really concentrate the quality on that, like, 90 minutes, and right. then you just repeat that. Right? But uh, anyway, so for you, if you're podcasters and stuff like that, you're going to say this is from last week. But uh, the interview with Laura Logan was, was, I thought, really fantastic. And the people who heard it really liked it. Well,
2: here's a a quick note for you Craig, the Obamacare lawyer with whom I was bass fishing the other day, listened to the interview twice. Wow. Because he thought, hmm, I want to hear that again. He had some questions, criticisms. uh, some follow-up uh, thoughts about Lo- Lara's uh, philosophy that perhaps we can consider later, but I think it's definitely worth hearing. And, and again, the vast majority of the audience
3: didn't hear it. Y'all. And one of the reasons why I think it it, it really makes sense is that it, it does. It wasn't necessarily tied to the news of the day. It certainly branched out further into the realms yeah. of the philosophical Russia right. yeah. uh, I love. Well, and uh, th- to the extent it was tied into the news of the day, it was that the Middle East is a violent hell. Well, that'll be true today next week and the day I die
2: yeah probably they declared that uh, brief ceasefire so the uh, the folks could uh, get medicine in and the wounded out and all and then somebody bombed the evacuation corridor and Russia's claiming it was uh, it was quote unquote terrorists yeah yeah it's all out warfare going for complete capitulation that's what it looks like
3: career builder surveyed a whole bunch of human resources managers and um Boy, half of human resources managers say they know within the first five minutes if a candidate is right for a position. I believe that. I haven't interviewed that many people, but, like, I'm just thinking about hiring babysitters, y- you know, within a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. We had one the other day. It was very clear within a couple of minutes she didn't want the job. Mm. I mean, and, and when she left, my wife and I both I said, I don't think she wants to. No, I could tell right away she didn't. Mm. She's just too polite to say, this isn't right for me.
2: Yeah. But uh, oh, same on our end. You would know, it'd be more polite to say two minutes in. Hey, you know what? I'm going to save us all a lot of time right now.
3: <laughs> I suppose I'm we should, on the other side, if within five minutes we decide, nah, probably you know,
2: save time. by. It strikes us you're a bit of a weirdo. So we could continue to sit here and talking, or you could get your weird ass and get down the road. I'm not that saying would you- be doing her a favor.
3: I'm not saying face tattoos are necessarily a bad thing, but... <laughs> <right? laughs> Along with your attitude, the face tattoos are just too
2: much. Right. It's a point um,
3: system. Biggest job interview blunders, according to human resources managers. Reasons they didn't hire somebody. Candidate did not have the skills to do the job and stated, fake it until you make it is my personal philosophy. <laughs> um, not hiring That's that not a good one. <laughs> Candidate asked interviewer if she was qualified to be doing her job. <laughs> I would hire that person on the spot. <laughs> candidate asked for a cocktail. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Just to loosen up a little. Candidate asked to taste the interviewer's coffee. <laughs> wow. Candidate called a government job something government-y. <laughs> I want to do something government-y. If you have that. Uh, candidate came to interview wearing slippers. <laughs> candidate
2: wore a Darth Vader outfit to the interview. Okay. <laughs> Well, see, that's trying to be clever and out of the box. I almost appreciate that. <laughs> that's memorable. Yeah, exactly.
3: Candidate leaned far forward with his head down during the first five minutes of the interview. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh,
1: jeez. Oh, 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 no. <laughs>
0: I'll
1: be with you in a minute. <laughs> oh.
0: You do what here? Oh.
3: <laughs> uh, candidate pulled out a bag of drugs accidentally with his keys. Oh, dang, yeah. Candidate, you want some? Candidate broke out in song in the middle of the interview. This is my favorite one, though. Candidate spent a lot of time quoting Dwight D. Eisenhower, which had nothing to do with the <laughs> position he was interviewing for. Wow.
2: had <laughs> he just finished a paper on Eisenhower for, for college
1: or something? Oh,
3: that's funny. It's funny. That's funny. You know, plans are nothing. Planning is everything, <laughs> Dwight D. Eisenhower.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. You seem to be quite an admirer of the general.
3: Uh, they talk about the biggest mistakes. Biggest mistake: uh, failing to make eye contact. This is all body language stuff. Sure, body language segment. Sixty-eight percent of the human resources uh, people said that failing to make eye contact's a problem. Followed by failing to smile. Nah, I don't smile much. Maybe my jobs I didn't get because I never smiled. This is serious business. Dirt. You're deciding to offer money. I'm deciding to work. This is serious. History does not long entrust the care of freedom to the weak or the timid. Sir, I asked you about your employment <laughs> history. <laughs>
2: Who said that? Uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower. Uh (laughs) Playing with something on the table is a no-no. Oh, boy. Playing with something under the table is a yes, yes. Doing anything
3: with your phone is a no-no. Oh, yeah. Appearing arrogant or entitled is a no-no. So keep those in mind as you go off to your job interview. Quote Dwight D. Eisenhower only once, though. Not continually. Apparently, that was the problem. A people that values its privileges above its principles soon loses both. What? You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty show.